and welcome to Press Our Esports, The Duck. I am with Zoalort here. Good evening, good evening. Better late than never. <laughs> Finally, we are up and at it uh, for 1.5 version of The Duck. This is the <laughs> finals, finals edition of The Duck. Yeah, it, uh, we tried to uh, do this recording earlier this week and uh, did have some technical difficulties. So coming back at you on this Sunday night, uh, night before the big game, I'm sure both teams uh, having a little bit of uh, the pregame jitters uh, may not sleep quite as nice tonight. I did not. When I was in the finals both times, I did not sleep worth a darn. Sure did it. Uh, so everybody knows uh, it is Noxus versus Demacia finals. Uh, you've got Hijack against Spray and Prey, the number one seed in Spray and Prey against the number three seed in Hijack. Hijack upsetting uh, Dawning Shadow last week, mm -hmm. uh, taking out the one seed and Spray and Prey. Uh, who did they beat out last week? It was also the uh, three seed. I'm drawing a blank. I am too. I would go That's, look. Uh, except the uh, <laughs> perfect execution. PE. -E. Yep. Yep. Yes. Ah, goodness. <laughs> this, this is what happens when you have so much League of Legends going on. Uh, we've got you know worlds, uh, semis yep, that yep. have happened. Uh, you know semis for uh press r happening in season five as we gear up uh for season six uh which is right around the corner probably looking for uh an early to mid-december draft and then a very elongated preseason uh so that uh, everybody doesn't have any misses uh over the holidays uh for new year's christmas hanukkah all that good stuff I like that. Get um, people on a team, get people working together, plenty of time to... Yep. I do lots of in-houses and uh, just, you know, maybe give teams a little bit longer to figure out where they're going to slot people in their lanes. Um, but that is all for the future. Uh, tonight, we want to do the massive rundown uh, team versus team uh, on who we think has uh, got the slight edge. Uh, as well as discuss predictions at the end of the show, uh, and then go through the lanes. So, uh, Matthias, I believe you've got yep. some uh, yep. graphics built out. Um, and if you want to kick us off on that, just the initial team versus team, who you think's got the uh, slight edge, mm -hmm. um, and I'll hopefully have some fun argument of points that we can uh, <laughs> banter back and forth over. So, starting out, we have Spray and Pray. Um, number one seed from Noxus. We got uh, Phantom King in the top lane. We got Jay or Willie Pagman in the jungle. Gecko in the mid lane. Rise at Dusk is ADC and Luigi Flames in support. Um, pretty aggressive team. Uh, clearly just uh, too many playmakers on the team. If by somehow Gecko gets you know punished in a lane and then Herbo also gets punished in the jungle. And if Phantom King Inc. is also getting punished, there is still your roaming support, and you have Rise of Dusk as an ADC. Uh, I believe Rise of Dusk is probably one of the more underrated people on this team. 
uh, on another team, they would be relying on him way more often to be the carry for the games. But being on a team where he doesn't have to all the time just makes it just like a whole other problem when he does get ahead. And it's like, well, we still got this guy to worry about on top of when Herbo and uh, Gecker are going to come back. Um, so really just an overall team, uh, overall cool team. Luigi roams like a whole bunch. That kind of like duos with the Herbo and the jungle and whatnot. Um, so, but on the other token, on Marbron, uh, the other team, definitely also very, very uh, quick to leave bot lane. So all here over here, speaking of hijack, we have Fletcher Duh X in the top lane. We have King Wolfie in the jungle. We have Bonkers in the mid lane. We have Jeffrey Crazy as ADC, and we have Marbra as support. Now, that's that's the boy band. These are the bros, the homies. It, it definitely is. Um, you know, we've seen uh, Bonkers draft uh, TJ White Wolf, aka King Wolfie, two seasons in a row. Um, did not have a great season last season by any means, and you know, Hijack has been bottom of the barrel. Uh, two seasons in a row prior to this. Uh, so, you know, Willie Pagman was in finals last season uh, and and lost, so he's back there. Uh, but, you know, Hijack has come a long way. Um, the entire season, they never really had a, you know, a series where it was like, okay, they got, you know, absolutely blasted. Um <laughs> They've always had, you know, good performances from everybody. They're under salary, uh, so they're not even spending to the cap. Um, and they just work really well together and put in a lot of work. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they match up against, you know, what is one of the dominant teams uh, in the points category. And, you know, just with these, the talent level on Spray and Pray, it's pretty pretty high. Definitely. Uh, speaking of boy bands, I have this graphic that you have so wonderfully put together, uh, showing it now. That yeah, is is the legendary boy band. Pretty pretty special. Uh, these guys, uh, you know, we keep asking when they're going to release, you know, their first single because um, they're all about uh, embracing uh this meme um <laughs> and they're just all good sports about it and uh you know say they even you know sing along uh, when they're playing uh in game so uh, they're uh just a lot of fun and i think really good for the community friendship is power you know like that if there's ever an anime arc to be had this is it you know the rough beginning the powerless you know lower and it's like you know here's the journey and boom now he's you know Midori's got his quirk mastered and he's about to go, you know, full cowling. Like, let's see it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but starting from the top down in the top lane, I'm now showing Fletcher Duh X versus Phantom King. Uh, Fletcher Duh yeah. X, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I feel like this is kind of one of the lanes um, that Spray and Prey has uh, over Hijack. Um, you know, Phantom King has definitely, you know, had some solid performances on Tom Kench, um, you know, as well as other champs and he can go even with some of the, you know, bigger top laners in the league. 
Uh, and, you know, Fletcher Dunn is a lower-salaried player that, you know, Bonkers went out and said, hey, you know, I want to, you know, trade for this player after going through the draft. Brought him in and kind of, you know, said, okay, we need you to play this style uh, to fit in to the compositions that we want to run as a team. And it's been great and it's been working. Um, but you can see that the there's a skill level difference between Phantom King and Fletcher Dot. Uh, so Fletcher really going to have to work on, you know, being safe, you know, trying to stay even, keep that goal discrepancy uh, not too bad and play champs that can be effective and be a huge front line uh, so that, you know, Bonkers, Marbra, you know, King Wolfie, uh, and Jeffrey Crazy can, you know, just pop off uh, once team fight stage happens uh, to be able to, you know, outperform Phantom King in the long run. Definitely. Um, like you said, Fletcher Dyex has definitely got some playmaking abilities of his own in the top lane. Uh, Phantom King, certainly no slouch, definitely leaning towards more of these tanks. Um, but we certainly shall see. Phantom King's coming in like a low gold, and Fletcher's coming in at Sally at three, or 375,000. Um, 122 assists on the side of uh, Phantom King, um, but also about 30 less deaths. Um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, just the stats alone kind of speak for themselves. Yeah. You know, 38 kills. Uh, you know, compared to 79, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 80 deaths compared to 53 for Phantom, uh, and 122 assists, you know, compared to 97. So all around, you know, the salary that you're paying for Phantom King, uh, you know, it is paying off because he's bringing you some, you know, higher stats. But it's, you know, all that, you know, once you get into the finals, you just toss it behind you. Exactly. You know, yeah. You, you you don't look at that and go, okay, well, this is how this lane's going to go uh, in a five game series, because um, that's I think it is going to go five games. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that you just have to, you know, wash that all down the drain and say, okay, we made it here, and now we're going to play our game and not worry about you know. Uh, the people we're playing against, we're going to, you know, focus on the champs we see in champ select and go from there. Yep. Although I'm, I'm, I'm predicting some spice, maybe not in the top lane specifically, but we're, we're going to see some spice. You know, I feel it. Both teams are just, I know what it's good. It's what got them here. But like, if you ever did have a, a trick out of the hat, you know, you don't, so don't I think it's going to be lots of level one tricks. Yeah, exactly. I you mean, don't save game, max game one, the boss fight and not use them. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Game one, everybody's going to, everybody's going to stand up, you know, all, along the river and go, Hey, you know, wave at each other and, uh, do a little dance, uh, and some emotes, uh, game two, I predict that that all goes out the window and you say, okay, uh, here comes the death brush and, uh, look for these, you know, level one advantages. Yep. So going on down through the map, we have the jungle matchup between King Wolfie and Willie Pagman. I think this is going to be a, a real fun one. Uh, you know, I think that uh, last season um, I predicted Hijack as, you know, my, you know, uh, dark horse yep. going into, you know, at the very beginning. Yep. And did not have a uh, 
good look to the squad, and it was a uh, a failed attempt at uh, you know going the distance. But I think I picked King Wolfie as one of the top two junglers in the entire league, uh, just because of how smart he is uh, and how he plays for the team. Uh, and I think you know he started out as support last season. And I think maybe even. Uh, a little bit early this season. Um, mm-hmm. And now that he's gone back to the jungle, it looks like a renewed sense of vigor and, you know, just playing for the team, able to play these, you know, Zen Zhao type of, you know, uh, carry champs that look for these early leads. And he's doing really well. Uh, so really happy to see him be, you know, performing at uh, top caliber again. And you're going to need that when you're going up against, <laughs> you know, Willie Pagman. <laughs> who definitely wants to be one of the carries for his team, uh, not looking to play this, you know, big tank supportive role. It's nope. Feed me all the gold uh, so that I can carry and lead us to victory. Yep. Yep. Definitely pulling in over twice as many kills, a few more deaths and about 30 less assists really goes to show what the directive of Willie Pagman's jungle game is. And along with that, also shows Wolfie's he's definitely more of a uh, he can be more of a team jungler you know you're never going to see Willie Pagman playing Sejuani you know other than the once last season (laughs) you know (laughs) not the the Zacks or anything like that so what what Wolfie is able to do for his team as far as as far as bringing utility um kind of can let them switch up their game plans and allows them to be more flexible um if he needs to be the carry he can if he needs just to be the brick wall in front of somebody or peel, then he can also do that. So um, figuring out which avenue to go down is certainly also a part of that process. You know, if you are like Willie Pagman and you have one avenue to go down, you just got to do that really, really well. Then, you know, your champions and your game plan is simple, you know, and you can get stuff that's a little bit routine, kind of set pieces, why things work and move from there. But when you have all these different avenues to choose from, you know, you might, oh, we need this or maybe a little bit of that or and you kind of get caught up in the decision making process of it and maybe not come out with something as optimal as you'd hoped. Um, yep. So definitely both are uh, two angles that you have to look at when when looking at the jungle specifically, but certainly going to be plenty of spice here. I can't wait to see what they bring to the rift. It's going to be awesome. Moving on down to the mid lane, my favorite matchup in this whole series is going to be right here. Bonkers versus Gecko. Both massive personalities inside Press R. Um, both play styles very flexible. Uh, this is this is this is going to be quite the lane. Um, and you've got the uh, you know token British guy also. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Gecko coming in with about 60 more kills than bonkers, uh, even less deaths and more assists. Uh, Gecko is just one of those players in the mid lane who's just all around. If he ever has a lead, he knows how to enforce it. If he ever gets behind, he knows how to just to sit back and farm and kind of stay out of the way. Um, certainly not. Uh, he knows above. how to stay zero zero zero, and then at yes. <laughs> 16 minutes, it's. Oop, three zero and whatever, <laughs> and nine zero and zero and oh my lord, yeah, yeah, he's he's a problem. Yeah, there's there's the triple kill. Oop, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> yep. 
Um, and again, that flexibility that Gecko has as well, we need to play like any assassins or any control mages or um, pretty much anything you need to. But of course, Bonkers, you know, Hijack, you know, Silas, like that is one of his pop-off champions that, you know, if you just give him the good amount of ults on the other side, he'll, he'll do what he needs to do. Yeah, but he's, you know, both these mid laners uh, have plenty of champs uh, that you can't, you know, say, okay, we're going to focus uh, on banning one of these guys out uh, to give us an advantage. And I think that that's, you know, really beneficial to both these squads is each one of these, uh, you know, mid laners does have a deep champ pool. They know how to play, you know, champs that are off meta um, or that they've not played the entire season. Uh, and then you, you know, get them five deep and okay, fine. I'll play my six best champ. Yeah. And they're, they're, you know, it's not like you're, it's their you six know, best for a reason, you know, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. you've not hurt them that bad. You just didn't realize that when you're going through all this effort. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, Bonkers is looking really good this season. Uh, a lot better as far as control. Uh, and he's even said it himself that, you know, the, his supporting cast around him has enabled him to not put, put so much uh, weight on his shoulders to carry uh, so that he is, you know, playing safer, uh, not feeding as much. Um, and that's not to say that he's, doesn't have a good number it does he has 86 um but you know he is uh not the worst kda on his team you know um so he's not doing too shabby uh you know gecko h2 on the other side definitely uh doubling him but uh also costing more um but for hijack it's all about you know the team as a whole uh and not necessarily individual talent uh, that's going to carry them through. Yeah, we got Gecko in the Twitch chat saying that he's going to bring out Zyra mid. So uh, be ready for that. <laughs> I mean, I think Bonkers could counter with, uh, oh, what's the... Orn. That's what I want to see. Nope. I want to see mm-hmm. two wet noodles fight mid. Not Orn. Uh, it's the the caster that, the, that has the clone. And not LeBlanc. Not LeBlanc that has the clone. Yeah. The, Liz, the chameleon. Oh, Nico. What's her name? Nico. Yeah, there you go. Indeed. N- Nico from Bonkers against Zara. <laughs> well, Bonkers replied also in the Twitch chat with Zillion mid. So <laughs> Zyra Zillion, Battle of the Z's in the bot lane. That's what that's the, what we're uh, going to see right there. All right. So Bonkers is going to do his best impression at Bajerkson. Yep. Uh, yep. And we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yep. Well, I'll just be praying for the Orn Malphite mid lane. That that will be my dream. <laughs> uh, so going down to the ADC role, we have Jeffrey Crazy versus Rise at Dusk. Um, Jeffrey Crazy definitely a carry for Hijack with 149 kills, 66 deaths, and 119 assists. Um, whew, man, that's a... Got to play with him the last few weeks of last season. Um, he just any chance to have like the mobility, like the Ezreal Tristana or Vayne, uh, given him that kind of mobility, he just floats around a team fight. His positioning is good. He knows when his damage is ready to you know get the kills when just going aggressive. It's it's a lot of fun watching him play. It's it's certainly well practiced and rehearsed. 
Um, but that's well, we even forgot to mention this uh, at the beginning when we were just talking about you know team versus team. Uh, you know, Requiem's got the you know, or not Requiem. Hijack has the you know Requiem uh, ex captain and uh, championship winner in King Wolfie. Yep. Um, you know the season two vet uh, in Bonkers, uh, and then Jeffrey Crazy who. Played in the sim in the finals last season, uh, absolute madman of an ADC, uh, and then on uh, Spray and Pray, you've got uh, the mid lane champ from last season in Gecko H2O, semifinalist in Willie Pagman, or not semifinals but finalist, yeah. uh, you know, came a uh, runner up, uh, and then. There was one more. Uh, Rise of Dusk was in the finals in season two. Uh, so plenty of experience on both teams uh, related to the finals. Um, and it will be neat to see how uh, they develop and uh, continue to evolve their drafts and uh, gameplay uh, the later and later it goes. Because, uh, Matthias, you and I have both experienced that, you know, what happens when you get into, you know, game four and game five. Uh, that the mental drag of having oh, played Lord. that many games uh, starts to really hit you. It's so it's, yeah, yeah. So when you're game four in particular, that's when I, I knew I hit my like my first like wall or whatever. It's <laughs> it, it's 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 knowing that you have to play another game. I mean, if you three zero you and you win, then that then you don't have to worry about it, right? Let's just start there. That's that's yep. the number one strat. You should go win first. You should not look to go five games, obviously. But if it does, um, decision making and communication and mental, just all of it goes just starts compiling up because that's all you can think about is the last, you know. Th- three hours that you've been sitting at your computer playing against the same five people. Um, yep. it, it, it can get droning and that's where you get a little spice of life is when you shake things up. Um, Gekka, yes, Gekka. you see, you see a Zed mid. I mean, it just spice of life. You decide to go malphite mid the first time in three seasons. You, you just, you know, you play or, the cards. No, given. Like <laughs> flash under turret. I mean, it just, happens it's later just, and later gets yeah and certainly my endurance when it comes to those kind of games could perhaps be better um and gecko mm-hmm. said in the chat that it was a long and bloody battle um we were just sweating all over each other and it was just keeping on each other toes the whole time yep. um, so how you beat matthias is take him to five games <laughs> take it take me to five games i can't do it <laughs> I don't, there's not enough energy drinks in the world to keep me out past midnight. I need to go to bed. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's 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 taxing. It is yep. physically taxing. And even me, who grew up playing till three o'clock in the morning, Call of Duty with you know just mindlessly getting to fall asleep with the mic or whatever, they just not as young as we used to be. There's some kids in Press Star who can do that, but uh, we can't. I can't do that anymore. Yep. Uh, so going back to the lane matchups, uh, 
I think one of the most important matchups for the series uh, that both teams have really uh, taken off with it. Uh, you've got Luigi Flames for Spray and Pray, uh, you know, 239 assists, uh, absolute monster there down there, and roaming all over the place. And when they get him on a Yumi, the Maokai, um, you know, anything that's got this ability to just press a single button uh, and enable Willie Pagman to jump on somebody and burn them down, it's had success. Uh, you know, the last series, they ran the Nami Lucian because of, uh, you know, the power that it's had in, uh, you know, worlds. Um, and it, you know, wasn't as crazy um, because, you know, skill shots were involved and that's where, you know, Luigi kind of lacks a little bit in the support role. Um, but then you've got, on the other side, Marwa for hijack doing the same amount of rooms, mid, top, walking around with King Wolfie, looking for plays. Uh, but Marwa brings this experience from mid lane, uh, also a great Salas player. Um, so he's, you know, used to these, you know, AP poke, uh, the enchanters, obviously able to play the, you know, the tanks in the support role, uh, and, you know, a, 53 kills and compared to 12, uh, you know, <laughs> it's hard to kill people looking, as Yumi, you know what I mean? <laughs> at, I mean, Mara is looking to be the difference in, uh, that salary gap, uh, and, you know, help affect everybody else, uh, on the rift, um, you know, just with his ability to dominate in the bot lane and then immediately roam to someplace else and extend their lead there. Yep. Yep. Both, both supports are going to be flying all over this map. Um, it's going to be first back Moby boots and then see ya. <laughs> it's going to be, but it's going to be what form, you know, are we going to see like this crazy Nami Lucian combo coming out from one of them? Uh, because Nami, although she can roam, uh, can get herself into a little bit of a pickle when she gets caught out, in, you know, roaming in the jungle. Or we're going to see, like, the Alistair and Nautilus that, you know, they can just roam around and be beefy and not worry about if they're going to get caught out or not. Um, it's it's certainly going to be interesting. Or, like you said, do we see the Yumi? I mean, do we see this, you know, the, still the hyper-carry mentality coming out of Spray and Pray? Like, oh, no. Like, for me, it would be, okay, you get rid of... Uh... You me, you get rid of the, the Maokai and you get rid of the Kench. Um, and maybe even you leave up Maokai and you say, okay, we're going to get rid of Yumi, uh, get rid of Kench, and then get rid of Kha'Zix. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. you know, but that does leave everything in the world up for Gecko H2O. Three bands is not a lot of bands. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, there's a... Everybody on both teams definitely has a lot to play with. Um, so, yeah, you can't focus out one person. You've got to kind of pick and choose your battles on, okay, we don't want to see this champ yeah. uh, because we've got this many, you know, games, uh, you know, played by this particular laner. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of homework to be done uh, if you are willing to put in the work, Um looking back at previous match history. 
Yeah, yeah. Bust out the Excel sheets. Do what you got to do. You just crunch all the numbers you can crunch. This is where it all matters, you know, and every piece of effort will go into the next win and the next yep. one. And then if you get three, you know, you did it. You're the, you're the chings. You're the champs. Um, so true. But that is all five members of Hijack and Spray and Prey. We'll go through them just kind of one more time in the top lane. Fletcher X versus Phantom King in the jungle. King Woofy versus Willie Pagman. We got Bonkers versus Gecko O2, H2O, sorry. And we have Jeffrey Crazy and Rise at Dusk carrying in as the AD. And Marbra versus Luigi Frames in the support. I, like I said, am most excited for the Bonkers Gecko matchup. But if I had to say second, it's going to be the Luigi Marbra matchup. And where this is going to come in particularly useful is that although Luigi has been groomed uh, into the support that he is. Marlboro has probably a more natural instincts when it comes to making those decisions. So if anybody ever kind of gets slacking on like coaching Luigi or kind of telling him what he needs to do next or giving him some kind of direction, I believe Marlboro has a little bit more um, innate initiative to make some plays. Fine. Um, so let's uh, go into predictions on uh, who you think is going to win this whole shindig. Um, I know that uh, everybody has kind of, you know, picked their favorite in the back of their mind on uh, how many games this thing's going to go and, uh, you know, what level one shenanigans we see, who's going to get first blood, who's going to get elder, uh, you know, the junglers prioritize Rift Herald. Uh, plenty to think about. Uh, I mean... Every, all the sports have uh, gone into betting uh, like crazy, MGM bets and yeah, uh, yep. things like that. There is uh, plenty to bet on in this series. Uh, I'm sure that every single casino is trying to figure out how to monetize League of Legends as <laughs> <laughs> a, an eSport. Um, so, yeah, what's, uh, what's the Matthias Rudder prediction uh, for Hijack against Spray and Prey? How many games, and uh, who's who's the victor in all this? All right, so I want to see five games, right? We all want to see five games. Um, Bonkers did mention that if it did go five games, it'd be 7 o'clock in the morning for him. I mean, that's way past his bedtime. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I have already worked half a day sometimes by the time you get done with that game. Um, that is, that is, that is incredible to think about. But as far as hard met predictions after the five games, who's going to win the fifth one? I am going to say hijack because well, fair enough. Friendship has been power more times than not in the animes. You see, Remembering that your family and cousins and next door neighbors, you know, once took out your trash and now all of a sudden your superpower charged up and rocking to go. Um, and that's that's what I see here. Uh, I, I think they are too malleable and consistent as a team uh, to, to break down. Uh, it's going to be close. You know, it's not going to be any uh, kind of stomp. I, I, and I'm a, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, friendship is great and all. Uh, I think that they are uh, an absolute amazing team. But 
usually somebody has faltered at some point somewhere in the series yep. to give the team a win. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you see a absolute collapse where every single lane just says, well, I guess I'm going to feed this game. Yep. Uh, and so is it a particular lane, uh, a particular role uh, well, is going to, you know, throw it in the towel in game five and say, yep, I've, I've hit my cap. Although he has done way better this season about it. Um, Willie Pagman is still the, the coin flipping champion. The uh, coin flip turbo. (laughs) That does reside deep within him. That is in the essence of who he is now with the shell of Luigi flames, just being there and in his pocket and gecko having the absolute dominance he can in the mid lane. You don't see that often this season. I, was not as near as aggressive or dominant as Gecko, and it was it's just obvious. And so when you have that leverage every single game, you get into this routine of just being, you know, in a favorable favorable position the whole time. However, the games that we lost oftentimes were when I got kind of pummeled and I couldn't help out Herbo, and he would get kind of stuck in these kind of yeah you routine kind of like either clears or gank patterns and although he wouldn't be ahead like he would we on on the duck last season we went over repeatedly uh what was wrong with glacial storm yeah and it was never matthias is an awful mid laner and (laughs) not getting kills it's the kills were being borrowed uh by a certain jungler and so that you never got significant gold leads to snowball that's fair that's fair and you know like like you said in the chat you know it's a uh, new name who dis right so it's it's not herbo it's willie pagman so he has evolved he has ascended past that hopefully we don't see that but <laughs> if spray and pray is going to falter i do think that it's going to be in a position where spray and pray cannot enable willie pagman and if they can do that then you know, maybe Gecko doesn't get to do all the things he wants to do in mid lane because he's worried about the other jungler. Um, yep. But yeah, I think I think making and breaking it, jungle and support are going to be the two most volatile positions in this series. So uh, I will join you in the uh, prediction that it is five five games. Uh, I think that that is a, an almost certainty. Um. I will differ on the outcome uh, <laughs> as hard as it is to say. I, I do think that uh, Mr. Pagman is going to come away with his first uh, championship and uh, get his name on the trophy. Uh, <laughs> you've just got too m- much uh, raw talent uh, in Rise of Dusk, Gecko H2O, uh, and Willie Pagman, and then two other uh, players on the team that have bought into the system. They said, okay, we're going to play practice and you know do what works for this team uh, that you know their performance over the course of the season, you know, coming in first place in that entire division, 
uh, being the only first place or second place team uh, to make it this far all the way into the finals um, that, you know, I think they will be the first team we have had uh, that has been a number one seed to come away with the trophy when it's all said and done uh, just because they've got that, uh, the skill and the, the dollars uh, outweigh hijack uh, in the slightest degree. Uh, and I think that they're going to come away with it. Spicy. And that argument is easily, you know, believable, you know, like you could look at both teams and find reasons why they would come out on top. Um, I don't think the seven o'clock diff is going to happen. I, I think bonkers mental is just too strong. My prediction about the games is this though. Uh, it won't go till seven o'clock because I don't think either of these teams are going to let the games go that long. They're not going to be these. Uh, I mean, that would go games. till it's about 12, 15, Right. AM for sure is usually when game five starts to wrap up, um, which starting at 8 PM central, that is four hours that you have been on comms, uh, you know, in yep. load screens, uh, you know, CSing your heart out or placing vision all over the map, you know, prepping for Drake's for Baron. Uh, and it's, you know, a lot of work for both teams. Uh, so I think that it really could be, you know, a coin flip. Um, you know, you and I are both predicting two different teams. Uh, I'm sure Taco would weigh in and be the, you know, deciding vote, but I think even he would agree with us that really either team has a shot at this. Yep. Uh, cause anything can happen. You know, one oh, of these guys Lord, may yeah. wake up and say, I don't feel great today. I'm still going to play, but, you know, that could be the deciding factor is their mental is not there. Uh, that, it, you know, it's shifted from what it has been all season, and that's enough to, you know, swing this the other way. Uh, so nothing is decided uh, by any means uh, as we gear up for tomorrow night. Um, and should be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait to cast. I know that uh, we've always had multiple casters uh, and kind of split the yep. games back and forth. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, that way there's always a you know new opinion and some new light. And then the other casters can sit back during the other game and go, okay, okay we didn't see that when we were casting, but yeah, that's an interesting strategy that they're running. Mm -hmm. Or this is how they're trying to you know, prep... Um, that they didn't do, and maybe they see shifts uh, that they can, uh, you know, chime in on in between the game. So, uh, finals are always a lot of fun uh, for players, casters. Uh, definitely love to do a, uh, a jersey giveaway like we always have uh, in drafts and in finals. Uh, so, we'll start that. Save your uh, subscribes till tomorrow, and uh, we'll start that once we kick the uh, pregame show off. Um, We've got some some treats baked in uh, that you will not want to miss. Uh, teams that are playing will probably have to rewatch to catch some of this uh, action, but uh, should be fun. And I uh, hope you guys stick around for tomorrow night. Awesome, definitely. I'm excited. This is going to be so much fun. Finals and press are this is this is it. This is this is what you wait for. This is so much fun. 
But that is it for us on the duck tonight. Thank you all for watching the live stream on Twitch and commenting and participating. <laughs> Thanks for all the content. And we will see you all Monday night for Hijack versus Spray and Pray on the Rift. Yep. See you guys all tomorrow night.